Hey, I'm Dean. Hey, I'm Ryan. And welcome to Clouded Thoughts Podcast, presented by Yes, I'm Blessed Clothing Brand. A podcast geared towards the stigma of men's mental health and a variety of hurdles that we encounter as men. Welcome back to another episode of Clouded Thoughts. I'm Dean. I'm Ryan. And today we have a very special episode with two wonderful human beings and wonderful women. We have the Mother's Day episode. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? You got the, the sons to, to do it. Would be nice if the sons did it. All right, so to my right, I have my wonderful mother, Ingrid Smithen. Ryan? To my left, I got um, my, my birth giver here, uh, Marcia Lindsay Edwards. Birth giver. I like that. I like the way you phrase that one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So with this episode, man, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about mothers um, raising young sons, young black kings. Um, but to start off, you know, Ryan over there, you got a, you got a question for them that you've been dying to ask them. So um, I'll break the ice. Uh, one of the questions I have for you guys, just to know, ease you guys into it. Uh, what's one thing uh, you enjoy the most about being a mother? About being a mother? Just having the love of my kids, um, being able to um, raise them enough for me to say, I'm so proud of you guys. And not having that, um, I don't think they were a burden to me. It was just from the minute they were born, it was a blessing. Okay, I love that. And yourself, Mom? Well, it's having that relationship with them. Uh, knowing that I am there available to them when they need to speak to me and you know sometimes I feel like we're brothers and sisters because we're so close and you know they can come and say whatever they want to me I'm not gonna judge them you know so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's wonderful having my sons yeah lovely to hear I like to hear that um, so, like I said, this episode is going to get a little, a little deep, which is always good. But we hopefully will be able to share some insight to some young mothers out there and also to some young sons, obviously with mothers. And, you know, the relationship that has built up for us and been strong for us for years on both sides, you know, get right into it. So first question that we have for you guys is, did you have any fears of raising a young black man in Canada growing up? So when we were born... You know, given that, you know, you were born and raised in Jamaica, you know, you had me here. Um, Obviously, nowadays, the climate has changed, society has changed a little bit, but raising me from young, did you have any sort of fears going into it? I'm going to be honest. Um, Being raised in Jamaica, I saw the difference in how I could raise a young black man in Canada compared to Jamaica. And I'm going to be honest, no, I never did have that fear okay. the way you were brought up we knew you would know the difference between wrong and right one thing we did tell you that if you get pulled over by a police car you be polite you be humble you know no drama and you'll get through it hopefully that's what we always thought and it did work but not really never did it's good good to hear. my thing is um i did have a fear because of how um the policing system was, mm-hmm. and even when they're right, they're wrong. So um, I did have a fear of that because I've seen where one of my son was pulled over for no apparent reason, mm-hmm. and um, 
only because he was driving a car with is registered in the name Ming. Mm. So one of my son um, surname is Ming. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if they thought it was a stolen car or what. It's a black man driving a car registered to the with Ming. Mm -hmm. So um, in that sense, I kind of had this fear, which I like Ingrid said, I always said to them, if you get pulled over, be polite, no argument, you know, and things should work out. Mm -hmm. But that was my biggest fear with the police, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and what's happening. Okay. Do you feel like that fear may have like heightened a little bit since now that a lot of your sons are older and we're not really home as much? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that is a, a fear that may have grown a little bit? Because you did say you didn't have any young when we were younger, but now that we're older, we're not home as much. And obviously on the news in our days, there's a lot of police brutality going on. There's a lot of, you know, there's some there's violence obviously, mm -hmm. and you know there's there's violence and whatnot everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that since we've kind of like left the nest now, has it heightened a little bit that fear? Yes, it has. Yeah. As it, as you got older, the fear was there, and I'll tell you why too. One of the one of my fear was when you went to the states for school, with all that's happening in the states. Mm -hmm. That was one of my fear for okay, if he gets off campus and he's in a car with a bunch of boys, what's going to happen? Um, got heightened even more with all the, the, the police problems in the States. Mm -hmm. I did worry. And, um, but I always said, you know, God will take care of you. Mm -hmm. And he did. Mm -hmm. So that's just how I... You raised a smart son, you know. I, I, I raised a smart son. <laughs> <laughs> and, I knew, right. and I, growing up, I knew the company. My, my dad always had a saying, it's the company you keep. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. he, you boys have been together. I, I knew where you were at any given time of the day. Mm -hmm. And I met years ago, a friend of mine says, do you know where your son is on a Friday night? And I go, yeah, he's at ball at Pickering. Mm -hmm. Right. So you knew where your sons were. The same thing with our boys. So we raised you guys well enough to know where you guys were. You knew certain areas and you were taught certain areas you don't go into. So it kind of eliminated some of the fears that I had but as you grow older it was there and it was more the police brutality mm -hmm. than anything else for you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll jump to the next question here. Uh, second one is, uh, is there a time where you worried about the future? Um, in this case because you have multiple boys. <laughs> but, you know, is there a time where you, you worried about the future of one of your boys or your boy? Um, like not succeeding or yes um i always i want to see my children prosper i want to see them succeed so um cancel i worry about them especially i said um if i'm not around what's gonna happen to them so i always it was one of my prayers is lord please let me see them pass the worst before you take me you know so I, I worry about that, but I mean, like you said, I pray. I'm a praying woman. Mm -hmm. I always pray for them, cover them, you know, so um, I know that God is real. God protects them, and yeah. But with, I mean, I've been through with one of my son, like I've been there, mm -hmm. but I, you know, we just have to continue to pray for them and you know support yes yeah so yeah the support is support is huge yeah especially is for huge. us us young men yeah. i feel like for us you know we can uh be misguided a lot um 
especially with our with, with having some friends or some other individuals within our, our groups that might be misguided also we can easily get attached and follow but i feel like having your mom there and being able to be open with her and being able to communicate mm-hmm. helps you to stay on the right path um even though not all the conversations and arguments and advice that we get are, are warranted that we want but you need it we take it anyways yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we take it anyways. we have no choice also it's one of those things when you're growing up sometimes you don't see the value in the advice that you're getting at that point in time no you don't because you're not at that stage in your life where like i said it holds value to you yeah but when you get older you start to realize you know our parents said certain things for a reason mm-hmm. and as much as we may not realize it th- there and then mm-hmm. it's still instilled in us because we go back to that moment where we remember oh mom said i shouldn't do this because x y and z may happen right yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah. you know you know as once mom said take out the chicken before i get home you would have take out the chicken exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to, this, to this day and it bro. happens to this day, to this day I, I still gotta take it out these things are coming from our moms yes. because yeah. my mom used to tell me certain things mm-hmm. and i still instill those things you know they laugh at me sometimes but <laughs> they do yes and and it is true yes right, i think that's the perfect uh segue into this next question which is was there any behavior issues that we displayed that may have been deemed alarming would you make you question our mental health whether it be in school or just sometimes if we're not listening around the house it can also be related to athletics because you know we've been like we, I've been playing basketball for years. He's been around for a while, so there were days I would think, "Can him speak up a little <laughs> bit more, please?" No, don't do. Let him do that to you on the basketball court. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna be honest. No, it, it was just more of I would go home and I'll say to to your dad, like, "Man, Kareem should have done this," and she, but then he would say, "It's the way we raise him, right? Walk away, walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Just turn the other cheek and walk away." But there are times when I would say, <clears throat> "The cheek shouldn't have been turned. It should have been not a not a not a fight, but a, a conversation with the person." Yeah. But no, I've never really had any. No, I'm gonna be honest. No. No issues, no worries in terms mm-hmm. of my mental health. Maybe as you got older, but when you were younger, no. Oh. I saw the the mental health part of it, and I realized it once you went away to school and would come back. I saw little things that mm-hmm. were happening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. With me, um, with Ryan, I know that certain things were taken away from him, and I worried about that mm-hmm. because... Um, Basketball. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It happens. It happens. Yeah, we got you. It is what it is. Yeah. And it hurts. Yes, it, it hurts. Does. It does. Mom. Yeah. Because I would have loved to see him move further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, away from that, you know, one of the things I always say to him, draw from my strength. Yes. I always tell them that, draw from my strength. Because there's so many things that I have been through and... I did not be for the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Things would have break me, mm-hmm. but um, I trust in God, mm-hmm. and I just look at them and said, "Draw from my strength." You know, he might get quiet sometimes, and I know it's because of things that has happened. Mm-hmm. So, whenever I seem like that, I go and I said, "What's up? Talk to me. Talk. That's it." Yeah. Yes. I think that that last 
phrase, that last sentence is huge. I know for me and Ryan, I can speak for both of us because yeah. I've obviously I've been in your household a lot. I'm like a like another son. Yes, you yeah. are. Um, <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> but but um, I think the fact that you guys both kind of said you didn't really see much of our mental health like being hurt is because of the openness we were able to bring to you guys. Um, I know for myself, any problem I had, I would never thought to myself, like, I can't tell my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was basketball, whether it was social life, whether it was girls, it doesn't really matter. I could go to her for anything. Yeah. And I think having that like allowed me to, to not really worry too much because it wasn't as much as a burden on me because I had a, like a, an out. Okay. I had an outlet. Yeah. Right? And I think a lot of young boys, they are, I think, kind of, and nowadays, I feel like they're kind of sometimes nervous to tell their mom certain things mm-hmm. and to open up. But if your mom is providing that for you, it, it helps wonders because you don't have to worry about all those issues that happen outside because at the end of the day, she's probably been through it or seen it happen before so she can give you the right advice going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for us mentally, that's why we were so strong is because like, no matter where I was, no matter what age I am, I know I can always reach out to her at any moment. And she'll, and she'll pick up immediately. She might not know how to use an iPhone as well, <laughs> but she'll pick up. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> you know? so I'm learning. I think that was that was big for us. And and uh, there was a situation now that I thought about it that um this happened just after you came back from school, and I know I felt it that day. You were on the stairs and you were going through something with your ex girlfriend, mm. and I saw it on his face. Mm. Oh, I, I, it hurt. It, you know, I, I you hate what was right. going you know. on, and you know. my heart. My heart did skip a beat that day because I saw uh, the face, the look. Yeah. Something is going on. And I remember turning to him on the stairs and he just started to cry. And I held him. He did tell me what it was. And then I remember saying to him, that's first of many to come. Yeah. You got to get over this one. Pick up yourself and move on. Mm -hmm. There's always something else down the road. But that one hurt. I think that was one of the, out of his 20, going on 28 years of his life, that was one of the ones that hurt me the most because I saw him in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw him in pain. Then I called Ryan right after. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, just to touch on that a little bit more, you know, having that that door that's always open mm-hmm. to go ahead and express how you're feeling, like it, it does help. And as my mom said, just times where I go quiet, and I think that's a major cue mm-hmm. for me because. We're so used to this routine where, like every morning, I go see my mom. Mm-hmm. What's up? Whether it's just to go in her bathroom, use her bathroom, <laughs> and her complain, why are you using my bathroom when you have yours? It's just like certain things that are done on a daily basis, and when those things don't happen, mm-hmm. it'll kind of like raise a question, oh, you didn't come in and see me this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up? So... And I'll just go and lie on his bed. And same thing on this side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, yeah. Move I'm over. Not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you kind of broke my last bed though. You uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> jumped on that thing and yeah. broke it. But that's oh, what we're there man. for, right? Yeah. yeah. That's our way of supporting you guys. Move over. You're still a little boy to us. Yeah. Little baby to us, right? So, so yeah. So would you say that like the openness is one of obviously it's one of the key reasons why you know. We have our mental toughness as men now and nowadays. But are there any other ways that you kind of prepared us for the challenges that we're going to face growing up or when we grew up? 
I've always said I think you guys should speak your mind. Um, growing up in the West Indies and being younger, they used to tell us, oh, you're too young, you don't need to know anything. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to myself as I was growing up, I'm not going to let my kids do that. I want to hear what's going on. I want to know what's going on so I can help you to do better, mm -hmm. right? And over the years, that's what I think has helped you, um, along with your sister, because your sister was going through something too, and nobody realized it but me. Mm -hmm. And it, it was also mental health things, you know? Mm -hmm. She'd probably get mad at me for saying it. Mm -hmm. But I remember her saying to me, thank you, because you recognize it, nobody else did, mm -hmm. right? So I helped her move along, and I've always said, the openness that we have with our boys and our children, it plays a big difference. Because over the years, I've seen friends that don't have that relationship yeah. with their kids, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and their kids go the other way, right? Kareem and Ryan, you guys know, your mothers are with us. Your mother is here. You know, it's funny. You guys can call us up and say, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. And whatever we're doing, we're there. Right? Kirim will stand at my door and he'll have that look on his face and I know, mm-hmm, he wants to have a chat about something. And we're there. So the mental toughness, and I think a lot has to do with the family that you surround yourself yeah. with, mm -hmm. the friends that you surround your friend with. I know if he's having a bad day and if I'm not around, Ryan is there. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan, right? I, we don't think of you as best friend. We think of you as brothers. brothers. Yeah. Right? Yes. Between both these, uh, your, your mother is here. Mm -hmm. It's like, you've adopted mine, I've adopted yes. yours. Yeah. Right? So, and I think it's there. I remember once we knew you were going through something at school. Ryan, we're going down. Are you coming? So just having everyone around and building that bond where you know you have that support. If you're really having that tough day, you don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah. You don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what, I, I didn't have that growing up. I went through something myself, mm -hmm. but I had no one. And that's how I recognize it when my kids are going through it. Right, so now I said because I didn't have anyone, I don't want my kids to go through that. So I'm gonna make sure I'm there for my children. And so coming kids. from a West Indian background, it's like even if you're going through something, you're quite timid to go to your parents and say certain things to them. Now they can tell me anything they, they want to tell right. me. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. And I think. Uh, a big thing that plays a role. I know it's an old saying, and it, it's probably different for us when we look at it now, mm -hmm. but it takes a village to raise a child, child, right? Yes. Um, the same way I can walk into the house at any given point and say, well, mommy, Medaya, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, yes, I'm not at my house, but I also still feel like I'm at home, you, you know? So the, the type of mannerism I have in my house is the same way I'm gonna have when I come to your house. And you know, same way I can talk to my moms, yeah. also talk to you because, you know, it's like a second mom. And I was actually thinking to myself today, I don't have, I feel like I don't have too many friends. I have brothers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just based on the relationship that we've built up over the years. And not only but just between us, but between the family, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I know a lot of people don't have, or I can't say a lot, but some people don't have that relationship with their with their moms or their parents period where like the dynamic of the relationship allows them to say listen i'm i'm going through something right now whether it be with a relationship school work whatever the case may be so i'm thankful very thankful that you know i have 
multiple doors open mm-hmm. for whenever I'm going through something yeah. as well. Yeah. I think I, I've even got to the part where I don't even knock. <laughs> I know, he just yeah. comes and he just opens the door and walks yeah. right in. Right, right in. He's home. Right in. He's home. Yeah. yeah. That open door concept within yeah. families. And I just find a lot of the young men these days don't have that. They Their don't. mothers are doing two jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't have time for them. You guys have time for us. We yeah. have time for you. Yeah. So what, what kind of advice would you give to the young mothers that like are working two jobs because they have to, right? Like they need to provide for their family. So is there any sort of advice you could give to them like to find ways to open up to the young boys in order for them to have that space? Because you two are two hardworking women. I've seen you work your whole life doing multiple jobs. You work at a nursing home right now. You're doing CYBL. You're all over the place. You're really mm-hmm. ever home, to be honest. So, you know, that's not a bad thing because you have to provide. But what would you what what kind of information or what kind of advice would you give to those young mothers that, you know, they feel like their sons aren't opening up to them as much because they don't have the time. Mm-hmm. So how can they, you know, create that space for them? It's something I learned from your grandmother. My mom was a single mom with three kids, one boy, two girls, and how she treated, especially my brother, it was she worked hard, but she made sure she was there every Sunday. Mm-hmm. That rice and peas and that chicken and everything and the oxtail was there. And that was what her time with us. And I'm saying to all these young mothers, take one day yeah. to be with your kids. Yes, they know you're struggling and you have to provide, especially the single moms. But I just find if you take that one day, they'll appreciate everything in that one day. They know it's going to be Sunday. My mom's going to probably get up and cook the breakfast. She's going to have dinner. And you yeah. sit down and you have a conversation on that Sunday. We used to do that all the time mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Unless we had basketball, which, you know, as he got older, it wasn't there. But we still made sure during the week mm-hmm. that bond was there. And, and to me, if you don't spend time with your kids, how are you going to know? And my mom, with, with my, my brother, she made sure, Mike, you have soccer today on Sunday. Make sure 6 o'clock you have to be in the house. It's dinner time. And no matter where my brother was, he made sure he was in the house at 6 because that was her time with us. Yeah. And that's something I think, yes, but you don't have to do it seven days a week. You still, I mean, if you work seven days a week, you're working hard, but you don't see your kids, one day you're going to end up being, yeah. yeah. and then you're going to say, I waited too long. So just take that time and just, do, I mean, do a road trip. Yeah. You know, I was just saying to Kitty today, we, okay, we haven't done something in a while, mother and son, do that road trip, right? So just take some time. Because yeah. I feel when mothers are not there, that's when the kids go astray. And I think, I think with you guys, because we're so involved in their sports and yes. stuff, we made sure you guys were in something, you were occupied, and we were there to watch, yeah. right? And I think that's where the bond build and, and how some of these young boys can stay out of trouble, mm-hmm. is if that parent, yes, you're single, my sister is single, it was still the same thing. Yeah. She made sure she stayed with her daughter once in a while. It's like, Monique, we're having dinner this week, yeah. right? And you do that. One day out of the seven days, God said to rest, rest with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like for you, mom, because, you know, you have five boys, sometimes you couldn't be present to everything. All five. Sometimes there was, you know, out of all the brothers, you know, people may have felt left out Mm -hmm. because, you know, at the time it's like you have three younger boys to look after and make sure they're fit. So I might miss out on an event or um, I can't 
can't make it to like every single you know sports event and stuff like that but I yeah. did see you tried yeah. like you tried yeah. whether you know it was like Tristan dancing or football yeah. I know age played football a little bit too and basketball. and basketball as well and stuff like that so it's different because you have a larger group to deal with <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like we're not separated in age too much I, mm-hmm. I believe we're all what six years with apart except for six Kevin years. Malik yeah so five years and one six years well, okay yeah so yeah. five years apart all of us and then Kevin Malik six so yeah I mean I was a single parent um for a while with three boys and I still made time for them you know mm. so I remember even before I got married it's like we would still be home we would do pizza night on a Friday night it That's would nice. be pizza night or Chinese food mm-hmm. we would still do something you know even though you might be tired you try and make that time you know even now sometimes I'm tired and if I'm tired I'll go in Ryan's room and lie down and sometimes they're on the phone and I just interrupt and I said hello Kings what's going <laughs> yeah. on you know and stuff like that yeah. so you try and make in that time, time even if you're tired you know that's true it's, it's, it's yeah. true yeah that's true yeah that time is that time is crucial even as young boys you don't really realize it until you grow up and it's like ah I mean, I enjoyed that moment that we went to, like, McDonald's to get a milkshake. Or mm-hmm. we sat down and we talked yeah. about the, the Raptors game and how they weren't doing too good back in the day or mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, but with that, right, as we grow up, obviously, us as men, you get to a point where you want to kind of detach from your mom. Right? So when did you guys realize, you can say the age or you can say a specific moment when it was like, all right, it's... It's time to kind of let go and allow him to learn by himself. Now, detach, I don't mean like completely abandon and leave. It's he would more, never do that. It's more, it's, it's more, he would never do that. It's more like I've, I've given him the tools. I've given him the advice, everything I, I could. It's time for him to learn his own lessons by himself. I let you go first. Okay. With, with Ryan, um, I think he has that level of maturity. Mm-hmm. So... Trust me, I'm, I'm still kind of holding to that. <laughs> I'm just glad she said I have that level of maturity. maturity. Yeah. 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 Everyone, everyone, listen, Kadeem says it the most. You're never serious. <laughs> no, you're never, you're never serious. No, but it, it still feels like I want to hold okay. tight, but I know I have to let go and allow him yeah. to make his own mistakes, learn from his mistakes and stuff, because he... Yes, you can learn from my mistake, but you have to learn from your own mistakes and mm-hmm. say, okay, I did this and, you know, it didn't work, so I'm going to try something else and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing something in life and it's not working, try something else. And I know that Ryan, he has that mm-hmm. down path. He definitely does. Yeah. Experience yeah. is the best teacher. The amount of, right. the yeah, amount of jobs right. you have, bro, I <laughs> oh, think yeah. you've learned it from exactly. that too. Yeah, that makes so. sense. And I think for me was the year you went to Ireland. Um, I wasn't worried at all because I that those years that you spent away at school, mm-hmm. I saw that maturity build. I saw. I even said to your sister, mm, "He's way better than you are. <laughs> you might be the older one." Don't tell her that. Tell her that. I said you might be the older one, but I don't worry about Kadeem as much as I worry about mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. because when he those years that he spent between Richmond and Albany, he grew. Yeah. To the point where 
I think I, yes, when you first went away, it was every day, a couple times a day. It's mom texting or calling. Yeah. But I think as he got older and he matured, and I would go on campus and I'll see, oh, his room is nice. He's cooking for himself. I started to let go a little bit. Mm-hmm. We don't let go all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom, I, I am, I'm like, 59 my mom still holds on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so it was when you went to ireland though that's when i said ah it's time release a little bit mm-hmm. and i was comfortable mm-hmm. except for those days when i heard something in your voice but that will always be mm-hmm. you'll right. always hear something in your voice yeah, yeah. Right? i think to that as yes. well i could see like between him going to richmond albany and then going to ireland there was a lot of mental toughness that's right that was mm-hmm. built and I know he had his days in Ireland where it's like, bro, I just want to come home. I just want to come home. But, you know, he, he thought it out and he, he finished the journey and, and, and went out there and did what he had to do. But I would say that built his mental toughness to another level mm-hmm. where, you know, if he's to face something now, it's like he's, he's ready for it. He's prepared for it, right? So that's it's very good on his end and the fact that he had those experiences because it, it makes him the man he is today mm-hmm. so and, and also too i saw what he went through on campus uh, the last couple of years of, mm-hmm. of, of his college life and it also showed me that he was mentally even if he was going through something it's like someone on campus said when stories broke we, no one knew kidding was going through this he's always so happy go lucky on campus because he keeps it in, and I'm, that's one thing I don't like, though. I don't like you keeping it in. I want yeah. you to say it out, right? Because we didn't even know what was going on because we were like, are you okay? And the voice will, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> that was one of the things with his, the, the mental state of his mind and emotional. Mm-hmm. He was going through something, and then once we found out, when we surrounded him, we were there all the time. I mean, yeah. six hours to a game, you've been with us yeah. six hours back. We're not staying over. We just want yeah. you to... Look in that crowd and know we're here to support, right? So I think that's when we started to let go because I saw that maturity. You knew how to handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you also knew if I needed the help, I'll call dad and I'll call mom. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. yeah. But like we both said, like she just said, mm-hmm. you're, you guys will always be there. We can't let you go. It's just a motherly instinct. Yeah. yeah. I in. just have to look at Ryan's face and know that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have to look at his face and or, or and and being quiet little yes. mood. I know something is wrong. Okay, yes. what's up? Something's yeah. up. Ah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. Those years in college were uh, were, yeah. were interesting. We're not gonna go back to that though. No. Um. Uh. Next question. Uh. This one's a little deep. I know this one touches us pretty well. Um. So, for those who don't know, if you didn't know, there was a son before me. Mm. Where, yeah, there was a firstborn. Unfortunately, he passed away early at birth. Um, his name was Lewis. I actually have a tattoo for him. But my question for you, Mom, would be, for those parents that may have lost a child early, right? How did you manage to cope, right? And how did you not let that emotion seep into our relationship? I managed, I'm going to be honest with you, I managed with the love of family and some really, really good friends around. Mm -hmm. Um, It was tough. The first year, it was tough. It still is tough because maybe because he was the first, every October I go through this this whole Mm -hmm. 
he was born in October. I go through the whole delivery process again mm-hmm. on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what, my way of coping with it, just to keep him in my memory every October I do something. I might get quiet, but it's because I'm reflecting on the child that I lost. But um, the, other, the other way of coping with it, and I'm going to be honest, is having you and Danielle. Mm-hmm. That brought us him closer to me. Because mm-hmm. I always look at it like, and sometimes we joke about it, I'll say, if Lewis was still alive, Kitty wouldn't be around. So I lost one, but I gained a fantastic son in the end, right? So that's, and his name would have been Kadeem actually. And, and when he passed away, I says, I'm still keeping Kadeem because I'm going to have a boy and, mm-hmm. you know, after that. So, but that was one way of coping it. Just having family and friends around it was a lot of support. It was really a lot of support through it. And my mom, mm-hmm. God bless my mom. Mm-hmm. She told me, you got to pick up. And I remember her saying, mm, when, how, how long can you wait? What did the doctor say before you can get pregnant again? And I remember those words, and I says, as soon as possible, and that was it. So that was my coping um, mechanism. mechanism. And um, for young mothers, I say, surround yourself with people who love you and understand what you're going through. Um, I, I am going to say one thing. I never say to somebody, I know what you're going through, because you really don't. Everybody's situation is different. Yeah. But what I used to say to young mothers, and I've had friends who have lost, um, be strong, and, I, and I'm there for you. Always be there for them. I remember a friend of mine two years after I lost Lewis, she lost her son. And you know, West Indians, when you go to a funeral, you were black, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wore a red dress, and she came over to me and she hugged me, and she goes, this is like a light in the funeral home. Yeah. And I says, because I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And, that's what, and I remember that, because someone at, at Lewis's funeral wore green. Mm-hmm. I remember looking into a sea of all black and white, and I saw the green, and she stood out to me for the whole service. Mm-hmm. So those are the things. Never say, I know what you're going through. It's always, I'm there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and make sure you have the family support and talk. Mm-hmm. Talk. Because I remembered um, your dad didn't handle it too well and everybody thought he was doing good until everyone left the house and he went in the shower and he turned out and I heard the crying. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but he never talked. He's sometimes like Kadeem. Mm-hmm. He says it when he, wa- when he wants to. He peep it in for a little bit and then it comes out. And that's when I said, but you have to talk. But I was talking to everyone, talking yeah. about my feelings, talking about how I was feeling. Right? So by t- at the end of the week, I felt better because I knew I could pick up a phone and call someone yeah. and they would understand. Right? So they just, for young mothers, just talk. Yeah. Have someone there that can listen. And, for sure. Yeah. And you know, you said, um, you don't want to say I know what you're going through and I feel like it's mainly because we can experience the same thing but not everyone is built the same way mm-hmm. so as much as we've gone through the same situation the way I handle things versus the way you handle things are going to be different mm-hmm. so just being that support Mm-hmm. and letting them know that I'm there for you if you want to discuss it if you want to hear my side of it and, and stuff like that um, I, I, I do like that because yeah. your hurt my hurt was different than Lorenzo's hurt yeah because I carried that child exactly right but I knew Lorenzo was hurting too but my hurt was different so I couldn't really say I know what you're going through we both mm-hmm. lost a child but it was like our hurt our pain was different yeah 
as a mother, you know our pain is yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I relived every moment of that birth until three hours later when they came back and said, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know. Every October right? you relived that? Uh, every October. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, to kind of go into something, you know, a little bit more positive, a little bit more upbeat, we're going to do a little, you know, Q&A. All right. Q&A. Mm. We're going to see how well you guys know your sons. Whoa! Ooh. That's you a surprise. Huh? That's, that wasn't <laughs> great, great memory. It's not. On, it's not on there. It's on my head. You can't see my head. How about we flipped it on them? How well do you know your mom? Oh, time I want to do. <laughs> so, first question: What are our favorite colors? Oh my lord! I think you gotta know. Good luck. <laughs> gray. What? <laughs> gray out of all no. colors? No. Gray and black. Think, think about the Love. shoes that you bought me. Oh, no. that blue, no. blue think and about, white shoe? Think about my favorite team as a child growing up and their main color. Your favorite team as a ch- red and... Close. And black? No. Is there your favorite team? They're the Raptors. But purple mother. Oh, he's purple. purple. The oh, jeez. That, oh, purple. That's Asian. Vince Carter. Yes. In yes. Purple. Uh, it's purple. Raptors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were uh, our favorite team. They, you're right. All right. They're yours now. They're kind of mine now. I can't really. All right. Next question. What's our favorite dish for you to cook for us? <laughs> I can tell fish. <laughs> No, no, no. Our jerk chicken. He no, loves jerk chicken. I, I'm gonna be honest. Was you guys have grown older, and everything for you guys is Uber. I cook. You guys don't eat. No, 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 no. Relax here. No, still eating it. But watch this. I'm still eating it. Watch this though. Let's what is it? Every every Thanksgiving, what do I? What is one thing? Oh, that is sweet potato. Okay. Oh my gosh. For you, Akin sawfish. It's Akin sawfish. It's man. And it's dumpling. Sweet potato. Me, I I have a good relationship with Aki, the sawfish. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I will pick it out. Really? You don't like it, bro? But Thanksgiving and Christmas. That sweet potato. Yeah. yeah. That's if, what you get. Like, if yeah. you don't make it, then it's, it's what's with the, the apple sauce <laughs> and the, the sugar and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you feel, what do you think would be our favorite memory of us two together? Other than being born, obviously. That's a wonderful moment. Us two? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. There's so many memories. I know. No. What, what, would, what do you guys think would be your son's favorite of them? You're probably thinking about what's your favorite with your mom right now, too. I have mine. Wow. Oh gosh. I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of favorite memories with you. Yeah. I can't just pick one. All right. What's, 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 give, me, give me one. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Just give me one. And I'll see if we, if we relate here. Oh, my goodness. It's a good sign here, by the way. There's a lot of memories that are good. Actually, one of my favorite things is... <laughs> is what? Is it going to... I mean, the first time it happened, the first time it happened, I was like, oh my goodness. You sliding down those stairs. So, for people that you don't understand... You sliding down those stairs every single morning. So boom, 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 boom. In my, in, hit the wall and move. In our old house, right? <laughs> our stairs used to go straight down and have a curve. Mm. So, I was around the age of what? Like three or four, maybe? A little bit younger. I couldn't really... I could walk, but I couldn't walk down the stairs. So, so like, a man like me is just like, you know what? I'm going to get down here some way. So, I was like, you know what? Let me just go head first on my stomach. 
and yeah. go straight down. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I didn't curve. I just hit the wall. Boom. Oh. Got up. Went down the rest of the stairs. <laughs> But That's then it. he learned after that to go the opposite way and just go down on his belly. Boom, boom, boom. I think those, I, I'm still trying. There are so many moments, though, Kitty. My, there's a lot. There's a lot. You know, so my, one of what mine is, yours? is when I was younger, in like kindergarten, right? When we used to wake up and watch X-Files. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I like that show. Yes, the X-Files. But before school every day or before I would do anything, we'd watch X-Files at like, 8 a.m. Yes, that was her show together. 8, 8.30 a.m. TSN and X-Files. TSN and X-Files. X-Files, yes. What's I don't yours? know. Maybe it's that trip we took when you went to play basketball. Which one? Um, that was the first trip? Yeah. Uh, bounce yeah. Okay. Shout out Bounce. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, a good memory. I, I would say, because I don't really have one, mm-hmm. because obviously this is like, my second road dog, if you want to say. Not the road, not the road dog. But um, I would say, you know, we just have so many memories in regards to this, like foolishness on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah. There's little things that I do. I remember one thing that stands out to me is um, when we went to Dollar Tree. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Dollar Tree, and then she was um, she came outside, and I was driving. And I was recording her. <laughs> I locked her out of the car. Oh my God. I see that video. I rolled yeah. down the window and I said, hey, do you need a ride? <laughs> so that's, that's one of them that kind of stands out. But yeah. I would say other than that, um, one of the things we used to do a lot, especially in our first house, we used to play Scrabble. Mm-hmm. And we used to watch house shows all, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are like two yeah. things we really bonded over mm-hmm. that kind of just sticks with me so games yeah. games are crucial by the oh, way oh yeah yeah we played we, we play rummy rummy yeah. Rummy. Yeah. 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 rummy scrabble and rummy come up with names and scrabble that we never heard of before yeah yeah i used to cheat i'm not gonna lie though. he yeah. usually beat me anyways. create some random words yeah. cheating probably no no <laughs> well, when we were playing scrabble is no we didn't even keep a dictionary with no, us then. No. Mm. There's times where the game got heated. It's like, okay, go grab a dictionary. Because that's <laughs> yeah. not an actual word. Yeah, bro. that's not but an actual then, you word. Know, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, man, that's good. But so that is the the end of the podcast. Mm. However, I know for myself, I want to just say I'm grateful for you because technically, I really shouldn't be here because Lewis was born first. But on top of that. Um, everything that I've been through as a child, um, Kawasaki when I almost died in an ambulance. Yes. Um, I have eczema. I've broken many bones, dislocated bones. Um, I have a heart murmur currently. You sound like a problem, child. Relax. <laughs> no, the Kawasaki um, was. I used to yeah. suffer from headaches. Yes. Um, all of the above, and you've been with me through it all. So for that, I love you. I appreciate you for that. Um, you kept me strong this whole way. I can always come to you for anything. And I appreciate you. Love you, real. Love you, too. He's trying to one-up on me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Your turn. <laughs> um, you know, there was complications with me mm-hmm. um, while you were pregnant with me. So it's a blessing for me to be here, first and foremost. And, you know, as my mom stated while we were discussing, She's pretty much like my strength. Uh, so there's times where I'm feeling down and I know that I can always lean on her no matter what it is. And 
she's been here for the, the 29 years of my life. I don't think she's, she's missed any portion of it. So I am very thankful for that. And I love you dearly. Still feel like I am the favorite child. <laughs> so, By the way, one of her I other children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. But uh, no, mom, I do love you and I do appreciate everything you've done for me, continue to do for me, and will do. And for everyone that listens to this on Mother's Day, make sure you tell your mom you love them. Um, regardless of your situation, regardless of what's going on in your life, they will always be there. Even if you're acting like a bonehead, I promise you, they'll be there. So, I'm Dean. I'm Ryan. There you go. And this is another episode of Clouded Thoughts. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace. <laughs>